This conference will now be recorded. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather for August 20th to 27th, 2023. End of August. We're getting towards oh, going back to school. Sun goes into Virgo this week. Um, we have Venus retrograde. We have Mercury stationing to go retrograde this week. We have another Hammer of Thor. We're getting real good on those Hammer of Thors. Um, of course, the Georgia indictment was had handed down last week, so when we get to the politics section at the end of the podcast, we'll look at that chart. And I think the arrest this week will be on the Sag Moon uh, at the end of the week, uh, Thursday, Friday. And without further ado, off we go. Thank you to those of you who wrote in saying, gee, or who I talked to and had dinner with, like my friend Carol, who said, gee, I love the politics, keep the politics. And thank you for the people sending in suggestions of what to cover, including um, uh, Mayor Adams in New York uh, cracking down on sex workers. I mean, a lot of great suggestions. So send those uh Send those letters and postcards, and if it if it passes, and it's not you know it's something I can do quickly, we'll definitely put it in the podcast. Uh, just to have you see how astrology in the heavens reflects in your world, and how you can work with it, and also paying attention to what you see in the heavens, in terms of it. And of course, right now as we're speaking, we have Hillary bearing down on uh, Hillary Storm bearing down on California. And, of course, the last time it was there, there was a storm like that. It was 84 years ago. So we're hearing Uranus, right? Whenever we hear a cycle, when they announce numbers, go, ooh, 19 years, that's nodes. 84 years, that's Uranus. And that is how you learn astrology. All right, so here are our, this is a busy week. A lot going on. A lot of Mars action this week. And Mars is in the last signs of Virgo, last degrees of Virgo, so he's busy. And we also have um, him causing a little bit of trouble. So we're going to kind of watch with Mars in Virgo. Of course, he's very critical in Virgo, but he's also attention to detail. He gets a lot accomplished. So when you work with Mars in Virgo in a higher form, when someone criticizes, your job is to say, well, okay, what would, the, what would be the positive version of that? And see if you can do it. You know, because criticism's easy. It's very easy to criticize. We all do it well. And that is the Virgo part of our chart. But it, it also is, you know, like, well, okay, that's a great criticism. How are you going to fix it? And I have a good friend who keeps going to me, Anne, the world's a little bit broken. And I'm like, I hear you. I hear you. But at the same time, Mars in Virgo wants to fix it. But this week, Mars has a lot of aspects, which, of course, makes for a lot of things taking place, going on. And then he also, at the end of the week, enters into Libra. And even though next week is when Uranus stations on August 28th, we're going to feel the Uranus station the five days before next Monday. So that's Sunday, Saturday, Friday, Thursday, Wednesday. So we're going to really feel that Uranus energy um, as it uh, dances in the heavens and stops uh, at 23 Taurus. So, you know, this is a very big week. And I know you're getting tired of big weeks. I am too. Uh, you know, it's like I, I get to about 830 at night and I'm like, I, th I think I have to go to bed now because um, I'm, I'm like tired. Uh, and so, just, you know, just know this is one of those weeks you want to pace yourself, a little extra space in the calendar because stuff's going to bump, 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 like all, all wild and crazy. Uh, we talked about the nodes shifting, and again, these are earlier nodes for the Aries Libra, and they are activated this week. Mars does have an aspect to them, uh, zapping that axe of Thor that we've been talking about, or the hammer of Thor, took out Maui. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's been banging away in people's charts in your life, and so Mars activates that axe. So we want to just kind of be a little aware of, okay, you know, what's going on, and will be, it's a busy Mars week, and, and he is in Virgo, so he's kind of a little bit of a B-I-T-C-H, if you know what I mean. All right, Venus retrograde, she is retrograde still. We had the Venus Kazemi last week on August 13th at 20 Leo, which is when the Sun and Venus meet in what's called an inferior, I like to call it interior conjunction, and it encourages you to, um, to work with the energy of connecting and starting a new eight-year cycle. 
Um, and so Venus is retrograde. Uh, we also have Mercury stationing this week to go retrograde. He stations retrograde on the 23rd at 21 of uh, Virgo. Now he is stationing retrograde and Uranus is stationing retrograde trying to him which causes disruptions, disruptions in electronics, disruptions in communication methods, disruptions in changing things. And as Mars goes retrograde through September 15th, you may be in the position of reevaluating what you've, the decisions you've made, especially around technology, process, how you're going to proceed, what you're going to do. Great time to clean up the paperwork. I've been hiring a wonderful woman named Joni, uh, I'm not going to say her last name, but she's really good and really, really good. Um, and, you know, we've been shredding things. You know, I've been shredding my life. Six, six bags out this week, seven bags out last week. Pulling up old Chinese menus and remembering, oh, that was a good meal. Um, so Mars, re Mercury retrograde uh, is now really going to kick up. Until uh, he goes direct on the 15th. I've heard from people I haven't heard from. I just got an email from a little Capricorn that I haven't heard from in, um, I want to say, 10 years. We used to work together back at Pepsi. Uh, so you're going to hear from your past. Talk to your ghosts when they come forward because they do want to have a chat with you. And that is, of course, important to chat up your ghosts. Um, because that's part of the uh, part of the story of Mercury retrograde and Venus retrograde. A lot of people are renegotiating the terms of their relationships, or perhaps meeting new people, or perhaps you know adjusting. So again, if you break up on a Venus retrograde, it doesn't mean you're really broken up. It just means you're in a negotiation. If you meet somebody on a Venus retrograde, don't worry about it. People get, oh my God, I met him on a Venus retrograde. No, it usually means you either have a retrograde by progression in your chart maybe a retrograde natally, or they have it, or it could be a past life person. When Venus went retrograde in my chart by progression, that's when I went, I think I'm going to be an astrologer for a living. And I'm pretty sure I was one in a past life, um, of actually a few past lives, since I've done some regressions. But it was like, oh, I'm going back to making money the old-fashioned way instead of doing it in computers, which is how I had done it. Um, prior to going retrograde in, by progression in my life. So it's, it's always important. Uh, don't freak out. Remember, what we say with retrogrades is, I mean, every planet goes retrograde except for the sun and the moon. You just say, all right, I got to double check stuff. Things are going to surface. Things are going to come out. We're going to have tapes released. We're going to have find old papers or old letters. I was going through shredding, and I found an apology letter that had been sent to me, um, God, it had to be uh, 20 years ago. Yeah, 20 years ago. And I, I kind of went, oh, apology letter, huh? All right. And I read it and I went, okay. And I, you know, I remembered what the, I remembered what the fight was about. And I, re I, don't, I don't actually remember what I said, but apparently I got them very mad at me and they yelled at me and then they wrote an apology letter explaining right? That's also Mars and Virgo. When something goes wrong or you do something that irritates somebody, you know, take responsibility, say, I hear you, it won't happen again, or argue it if you feel you must, and then, you know, think about it. And, uh, you know, Mars and Virgo wants you to own your stuff. Nobody's, nobody's perfect. It's not, we're not living in a perfect world. And people's knickers can get in twists very quickly with these Virgo planets. And with Mercury retrograde, there can be conversations where you don't actually hear what they said. You hear your version of what they said. And then you have to address it. So I got an email from somebody saying that they'd listened to some tape I'd said with an astrologer where I said moon square Uranus often has problems with children from a woman, cited some of her parts in her chart. So, well, really, I need to look at the whole chart. But moon Uranus interrupts the normal flow of nurturing. Doesn't, that doesn't mean you don't have kids. It just means that there can be challenges with them because Uranus wants to disrupt the functioning of the moon. And when I was a baby astrologer, having read that aspect, I would, when I saw Moon Uranus in the chart, I would ask the person, so, you know, sometimes this indicates anxiety. So in one case, one woman would die if she had kids. In another, she didn't want to have children. She was always very clear. So, you know, and then, of course, as I'm reading that, I, there was an article in the New York Times 
about somebody having made a friend and they got into a fight about having children. And I'm like, well, obviously, there's some kind of moon Uranus aspect in the heavens right now because I got an email from somebody about a thing I said a long time ago. So this is also your words can come back and, and be clear, help the person understand. Because remember, we say our words in our world, but they hear their words through their chart. They hear the words through their filter. And I think, you know, it, you know, the point of it is good intention, but even with good intentions, you can say things that freak people out or people can mishear it. So with the Mercury stationing, the Venus station, and all this Mars and Virgo energy, and a lot of other planets in Virgo, just because they're all going to go backwards now that Mercury is retrograde, right? Because he's going to take all the Virgo and all the Gemini planets in the sky with him. And he's going to say, come on, let's go back, guys. Let's go stir the pot and cause a little trouble. So just, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Think about the long-term nature. You get a letter from somebody and their knickers are in a twist. You know, you might be in the mood to bitch back. And just kind of think about it. Talk about it with a couple of people. Decide if you really want to have that reaction. You know, what's the bigger picture? Acknowledge where you've made a mistake. And then, you know, go forth and say no more. You know, there was a point in time when I was younger and um, I was sinning. <laughs> I have Pluto in the seventh. I can sin. And uh, I was talking to somebody and, um, you know, and I was back and forth on breaking up and, you know, like, they obviously had another person they were involved with. And I, I said something to a therapist friend of mine, and you know, a, a guy, and a Jewish guy. So he didn't necessarily know the whole Catholic thing. And I said, well, you know, I was, you know, I'm back and forth. I'm going to confession, but I'm not really ready to give it up yet. <laughs> and he goes, I, I never really understand this whole concept of confession. Can you explain it to me? I said, well, what happens is you go in and you confess, and then they say, okay, go forth and sin no more. But I, I think I want to sin a little bit more. You know, I don't think I'm done sinning. You know, it's one of the Ten Commandments. You know, you're not supposed to do that. And I, and he laughed, and he went, really, that's what they do? I said, yeah, so if you're confessing, and you know you're going to go right out the door and sin again, now it's not really a true confession, right? So with Mercury Retrograde, you may be asked to make some confessions, to kind of own some stuff, to kind of go, yeah, you know, that was, that was, that was part of that story, that was part of that story, um, and okay, what are you going to do? It's figuring it out. So this Mercury Retrograde, very big. Uh, we also have a huge finger of God. We're getting really used to them. So this time, you know, with the one we had before, which was the indictments that came down out of New York, or out of Washington, the Jack Smith indictments, now we're going to have the Sun, Quincunx, Neptune, Pluto indictments. And so the Sun is right on um, uh, the former guy's ascendant and his Mars. And the Sun is forming a finger of God with Neptune and Pluto. So it's forming a quincunx, sun, quincunx's Neptune on Sunday. And then it forms that little finger right there. You can see it, giant pointing device onto the sun and to those planets in Leo. So anybody having stuff at 29 Leo, very active. Plus, that's where the Venus Kazemi was, where the sun Venus met up. And that is also where the new moon was. So the Leos are really getting activated, right? You guys are all of us, all the Leo parts of our chart. Then on Monday, the sun is quincunx Pluto, uh, which is the other leg of the finger of God. And you can see that there. That happens Monday around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Now, the other thing that's happening is the nodes are being triggered. Um, and the hammer of Thor, or the axe of Thor, is starting to uh, be broken up. But it's still in place, right? So the axe of Thor is kind of still up there causing a little bit of trouble. And so your job is to go, all right, all right, I got the finger of God, I got the axe of Thor. You know, this is a time of change. We also have the moon on the, the finger of God from the sun on that south node. This is activating 1982. So, and some of you weren't born then, I know, but those of you who were born in November of 82, spring of 83, winter of 83, this is bringing up stuff from that earlier time um, when there were some structural changes in your life. 
and now they're back again for you to look at and that is going to be activated with that finger of God so this is bringing up 82 83 stuff where we're going to look at things and kind of think about them or where they're going to be in the news right and and we know when that happens you go oh, there's 82 83 okay that's big additionally Venus you can see here is at 15 degrees Leo she is squaring um, Jupiter at 15 degrees Taurus that is the world point so those world points are super powerful energies also because they make for a public change now this is also Sun Neptune you know this is rock and roll and it's public and it's big so again we're still dealing with those nodes of fate we're still dealing with new sign this can be people leaving you know again rock and roll people we we don't want to kill them off but they're getting up there and I, and I don't know if you saw it on the internet but it was a really cute mem with a picture of Mitch McConnell and Mick Jagger <laughs> 80 and 81 and you know what sex drugs and rock and roll can do for you uh, and it was very cute and then I said it to somebody and in Virgo fashion she goes well you know Mitch had a heart attack or not Mitch Mick Jagger had a heart attack and he's been really good with his diet since the heart attack I'm like all right I hear you. You know, it was a joke, Mars and Virgo. Correct, correct. So, um, so the energy is very potent under this finger of God, and it does have that Venus-Jupiter square, which is big, right? Because that's on a world point, and it helps us see things in a different way with this huge finger of God. So um, it's a forward motion. We also have Venus squaring Jupiter on the world point. That happens on Tuesday. Uh, and that's when the sun is at the very last degrees of Leo, getting ready to go to Regulus. Now, this week, Saturn also wakes up. For the last couple weeks, Saturn has been unaspected, meaning he hasn't been holding court. I, my analogy with him, when you're, if you're a Patreon subscriber, has been, you know, he's floating on his back in the pool. It's not like he's not listening and paying attention. But you know how, like, when you float on your back in the pool and you look up at the clouds and your ears are kind of in the water and then out of the water and you can hear the people talking around you? You're present, but you're not speaking. Well, this week Saturn starts to speak because the sun is going to go into Virgo and come to oppose Saturn in Pisces. And, of course, he's retrograde until October. November, end of October, beginning of November time frame. And uh, we're back to March time with him, but also he's going to be activated. So we're going to watch for him to kind of pipe up and speak uh, this, this week. You know, so you want to listen for your little Saturn messages. Like, what are your responsibilities? Have you finished those up? Are you done with them? If you're not, you maybe need to do them. So that's an energy with the Venus squaring Jupiter on a world point. That is a big public thing. It is Venus. So Venus is music and love. So it could be a woman too. Um, but it is definitely public and big. And, you know, we've been nailing them, whether it was Sinead O'Connor or the jazz musician, um, blanking on his name. Uh, it, you know, it's a big week. And also the Aries North Node. Um, that we just had that shift in July it makes for very unstable times when it first goes in because it kind of says this chapter is finished. And so the sun here is also going to be trining the note of fate, which kind of kicks stuff up and into a new, a new place. We also have Mars opposite Neptune that takes place on Tuesday. Um, and Mars, of course, is in Virgo. Um, he's been ha he was hanging out in that ear configuration last week, listening and hearing new things, and now he goes past Neptune, so he stops being so hidden. If you've been finding your energy is a little low and you just you're just kind of dragging, or you're like, oh my God, I'm just so tired. This will be the week when after Tuesday afternoon you'll start to feel you get your mojo back. Uh, because Mars is past the Neptune and he's now in the mood to take action. He did have a trine to Uranus last, last week and he is approaching his trine to Pluto. There is a grand trine in the sky and as Mars triggers that opposition to Neptune, he is setting off that kite, which is the grand trine in Earth with Neptune as the apex of the kite. So again, time to set sail on your dreams. Um, time to think about what your vision is and what that looks like in terms of direction. A lot of energy around changes in um, 
uh, changes in authority figures this week as Mercury stations also and as the Sun comes to oppose Saturn. So this often represents um, leaders leaving. Um, you know, not that we want to kill off our leaders, but there's an opportunity here for that, you know, authority figures changing too, where you have to step into your own authority or where you realize, you know, there really isn't anything you can do about this. Because Sun Saturn often says to you, well, I know you want to do something, but you can't. And, and then that can cause some frustration, but it also is an awareness. Now, the Sun opposes Saturn once a year. It's just the way it works. It just happens to be in the middle of all this other hoo-ha, which makes, may make you go, hey, you know, like hoo-ha, hoo-ha. Um, and, of course, all the Earth energy in the sky with the hurricane heading towards California you know, who are not used to tropical storms, <laughs> not built for it. My brother is putting up sandbags, and he lives in Palm Springs. Um, his front porch, apparently, his front deck floods when it rains. So he actually went and got a sandbag, so, or a couple, I guess. I don't, I don't really know much about sandbags, but he's sandbagging. So um, he and his, his, uh, his housemates. So there's an energy here of um, transformation with that Mars opposite Neptune. We also have the sun entering Virgo this week. Again, we're now entering the fall, officially, the, the mutable season of the summer, heading towards fall. And so the sun goes into Virgo on Wednesday, and you will feel a shift. It's always that little fall crisp in the air. There's something a little different about the vegetables at the farmer's market. We are still working with the sun Venus, or with the Venus squaring the sun on the world point, because Venus is retrograde, squaring the Jupiter on the world point so they're chatting away and so there's a nice energy here of okay let's get back to work and uh, as a Virgo I always love when the Sun goes into Virgo because it feels like okay now I can actually get organized um, so watch for that energy to change we are going to have Jupiter approaching Uranus so there's a bunch of you babies born with Jupiter Uranus the 54 models all have it the um, there's a bunch of babies born with that Sag, like in the seven, like 76s, I believe they were. Um, no, the 95 babies. So we're all gonna, all those Jupiter Uranus people are gonna start feeling that activated with this Jupiter getting within orb of Uranus and Uranus stationing this week. So just kind of watch for uh, interesting changes arriving. Mercury stations retrograde on Wednesday. At around 4 o'clock at night, uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, East Coast time, you know when he stops, there's all sorts of hoo-ha. Back up your data, you got anything acting a little weird, you back up your computers, you know, people are like, oh my God, you know, my car is making strange noises. Well, Mercury rules communication. And this particular Mercury is pretty big because Mercury is stationing trying to Uranus, right? So they're stopping He's stopping, and he might have been causing a little fritzy stuff with some of your electronics, or you might have been thinking, gee, I'm going to migrate my cell phone from here to here. I had dinner the other night with a friend, couple of friends, and she's an astrologer, and she was like, yeah, my cell phone, it won't let me bank anymore, and it won't let me Venmo. I have to go get a new cell phone. I don't want to do it on the Mercury retrograde. You know, and it's, it's definitely one of those, you know, but she said all these apps are stopping working because they're not... It, they don't work anymore because my phone's so old. So this is uh, Mercury Uranus. Lots of things not working or them upgrading. And suddenly you're like, what did you upgrade that for? I hate it when you upgrade my software without talking to me. So this is a big Mercury retrograde. Lots and lots. And he's retrograde until the 15th. Um, and he is in the sign of running into people from your past who tell you stories. You're going to start hearing stories like, well, there was this story because Mercury is in the mood to tell the tales, and he's hanging out, trying to Uranus, trying to Jupiter, next to Pallas Athena, next to Mars, in his favorite sign, and he has the receipts. So when someone calls you, and they say, can we talk? You wanna kinda, you know, if you're a drinker, get a shot of bourbon. If you're, you know, if you're like me, go, okay, let me get a glass of water, let me go make a cup of tea. You know, get a little pause in there and kind of, you know, assess the energy and decide if you really do want to talk to them. And then take the call because this is an important Mercury retrograde for revealing things. 
Uh, we also have Mars trining Pluto. Again, that grand trine in Earth. Mars is setting it off. He's carrying the energy from the ear, what he was hearing all last week. And now he's going to go trine Pluto and kind of kick the energy into a new space, get it moving, get it out there. There are um, lots of aspects in the heavens that are forming that are kind of exciting, but also interesting. And as the sun is, as the Mars trines Pluto, the sun is moving into his opposition with Saturn. Again, choices, choices, choices in terms of how we proceed. This conference, this conference will now be recorded. We return from station identification. Somebody arrived a little early. All right, so with the Mars trine Pluto, um, this is an energy for us to uh, activate that grand trine, encourages us to look at things in a different way and to figure out a new approach to handling them. Again, in this particular chart, no air in the sky. We're very show, short on air, which makes people either be very long-winded or words, words, words. We saw that with short on air was the fire winds in Maui. Um, you know, when we're missing an element, it tends to amplify that element. So we're going we're gonna to watch for that in terms of, of how, the, how the world proceeds. All right, and forward. Then we have Mars entering Libra next Sunday. And as Uranus is stationing on Monday, so we're going to feel the Uranus next Monday. We're going to feel that Uranus stationing five days before, so from Wednesday on. That will be the time frame for it. That's the August 27th uh, at, at 9 in the morning, at uh, 9.20 in the morning, Merc uh, Mars enters Libra into a new sign. And he is working with a retrograde Venus, right? So the bo his boss is backwards. <laughs> and she's still, she's moved out of the square to Jupiter, but Jupiter's on the world point. So Mars is kind of like, because he's answering, Jupiter is answering to Venus too. So Mars and Libra's got an interesting job this year because he's responding to Venus and Libra, or Venus and Leo retrograde when he enters. And he, she will go direct, of course, during the time that he is in Libra, and then he gets kind of like new instructions. So he's going to be a little confused. Mars and Libra can be a bit passive-aggressive, especially when his ruler is not happy, and Venus, you know, is feeling, you know, on the time when Mars goes into Libra, he's in a quincunx, the moon is in a quincunx to Venus on that day. Moon's trining the Jupiter and Taurus, so this can be people that are expedient, but not necessarily honest, um, meaning they have their agenda. And again, you know, heavens, you know, we're not judging. We're just saying this is what the heavens say is going to happen. They're going to be, well, I, I know you really would like me to do that, but unfortunately, that's not in my best interest, so I'm not going to. And, um, and, and that can feel a little frustrating. But you know, if they nod and smile at you and then they don't say yes or they don't actually show up for you, this is that energy, right? Because the Mars and Libra kind of pushes us into deciding perhaps before we're ready to or feeling like they have to say yes, but they don't really want to, right? And so, you know, with the Mars, it's, you know, it's only two months. It's not that long and it will shift once Venus goes direct, but that's not until... Uh, September 3rd. So this can kind of bollocks up stuff. Things that you had, you thought you had an agreement, it suddenly falls apart. That's an example of it. Things that you, you know, you were like, well, I thought this was the plan. And they were like, well, yeah, you know, but I kind of, you know, something better came up. Mar I always, Mars and Libra is, you know, I have a friend with this and it was always, you know, she's like, well, unless I get a better offer. I mean, she actually would say it, you know, because she had, she had Venus, she had Venus and Aries. But she would, she would say yes unless there's a better offer, and then I'm going to say no. And you were always like, really? You're going to dump me? You know, because, and then, 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 of course, Mars and Libra also can be like, I'm going to make the arrangement like three months out, so I've pinned you down. And you're kind of like, well, it's three months out. I don't know what I'm going to want to do. You know, uh, you know, so that Mars and Libra can be a little bit tricky. And uh, because the ruler is backwards, you know, watch, double check, Mercury's retrograde, Venus is retrograde, parts of the contract that you don't really get, hold on. Because this is kind of, you know, uh, uh, not to say don't go forward with it, but be aware of, okay, like, what are the deals I need to get in place? Because, you know, how, how is that all set up, right? 
Does that make sense? It's, I don't want to be... I always hate it when I say nasty things about a Mars placement and I hear about it from people. So, But this particular time, because Mars is in Libra answering to a retrograde Venus, who is square to Jupiter, so she's enthusiastic, but she is unable to meet her commitments that she's saying to you. So don't take it personally. Just honor it and say, well, I would imagine you'd want to. Well, yes, maybe. Uh, but no, I don't know. Maybe I can't. All right. Then we also had the new moon webinar last week. Uh, we had that new moon webinar. It's still time to do your new moon ritual. The, um, the Leo moon. Uh, we had the Libra, the Virgo moon, which had great aspects. The Libra moon has great closing aspects, as does the Scorpio moon. This is for the next eight years. Venus and Sun met up to start a new eight-year cycle, and you want to uh, work with that cycle. It's initiating an eight-year chapter for you, plus the new moon's a two-and-a-half year, and the nodes are a new 19 years, so this is kind of a biggie. Uh, you know, please, 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 if you don't do rituals, do, do one for this one. And I would encourage you, I have a, on my website uh, the New Moon webinar we did where I took you through the, the slides and how it goes. It's available for purchase. But also, if you don't want to buy it, just sit down and do a, hey, Venus, let's have a chat and have a little chat with the goddess of love. All right, so this week um, in our, our sun is moving from 27 Leo to four and a half Virgo. As we mentioned, the finger of God at the beginning of the week with the Neptune-Pluto. Uh, then he does have some arguments with the Saturn, a couple arguments on the 22nd. And then he has a big argument on the 27th. He enters Virgo. Uh, that happens on the 23rd. And he has an argument with the nodes of fate on the 27th. So the 27th is like a nasty day. A lot going on then. A lot of, lot of angst and anxiety and stress. So just kind of that's next week. That's on Sunday. Mercury this week moving very slowly because he stopped. So he stops on the 23rd and he's at 21 all week. Parked at 21. He does meet up with Pallas Athena. I did not include that slide. That happens on August 26th, so that's kind of an aha moment. And he also has a little bit of an argument with Mars. Again, the, well, I'll take the offer, but if I get a better one, I'm going to do that instead. That's that Mercury uh, contra-parallel Mars. Venus this week, retrograde. She's on the world point, square to Jupiter the beginning of the week. She does have a stressful aspect with Mars on the 25th with a semi-square. She goes from 15 to 13 Leo, so she's not moving very fast. There's a big health aspect on the 27th. Uh, so watch what happens then because there's a lot of stuff on the next Sunday on the 27th. Mars this week um, is busy. He's a busy boy. And he is taking, taking prisoners and moving forward quickly. He has a contra-parallel to Neptune and an opposition. The contra-parallel is on the 20th. The opposition is on the 22nd. And suddenly he can see clearly now. So you'll feel like things really shifted. There also is a hard aspect, an adjusting aspect on the 21st with the nodes of fate where Mars hits that north node. Again, this is a big departure time when the nodes change. You know, right at the beginning and right at the end, those are when people are really, the planets are just exhausted or really trying to find their ground um, and move us forward. Mars also um, has that opposition to Neptune. He has a trine to Pluto, which sets off that grand trine in Earth and the kite with Neptune as the apex. And then he enters Libra on the 27th. Again, you see all the things happening on the 27th. And he runs from 25 to 0 Libra. Saturn this week uh, is having a little argument with your strategy. You know, what you said you were going to do versus what you did. And he's in the mood to break up with people. Uh, because he's now suddenly got an opinion about stuff. So he's forming hard aspects with Juno in her new sign of Leo. So she just went into Leo. So he's forming a quincunx with Juno, and, which is an adjusting energy, like, well, I thought we were going to partner, and, and then uh, a separating energy. And, you know, and I, you know, when I look at this aspect, I remember a while back when I was taking frame-drawn lessons. And I was the worst one in the class. I really was. I mean, everybody else was a musician. I was just, you know, I wanted to learn how to play a frame drum. And a frame drum is a handheld drum. 
and it was a really cool drum. It was called a Rick, R-I-Q-Q, -Q. and I, I still have it. I have it. It's in Florida actually now, and um, it, it's a great drum. It has little cymbals on it, and it was really good. And we would play. Um, it was with a woman who had trained under Lane Redman, who was this wonderful woman drummer, and um, uh, it was a great class. Eva was her name. She lived over in an art building on the west side. And it was a great class, and I really had a good time. And then she was going to take her advanced class and merge it with our class and move nights. And I kind of went, like, I'm already the worst in the class, and now I'm going to be even more the worst. You know, like, like uh, you know, like I'm just going to be the really bad one. And so I dropped out. And I kind of feel a little bad I dropped out. But I also recognized, like, no, it was moving in a direction I wasn't really comfortable with. So it was a time to drop out. So when I was looking at this aspect, I thought, you know, this reminds me of when I dropped out of drumming class because I was the worst. And, I, you know, the rest of them were all musicians, right? I was just a, I was just a little wannabe there. Um, and, and I do kind of feel a little bad about it because, I mean, I still play the drum, but it, it was, you know, when you were doing lessons, there was much more of a regularity to it. So that's the energy. It's like, well, gee, this was a good group for a while, but think maybe I need to leave it and go on because my, my requirements are changing or my structures are changing. So that's the Saturn quincunx, the, um, the palace of the Juno. You know, that it was a good, fun time, but now my requirements are shifting. And I've spoken to a lot of people lately who are kind of like, yeah, you know, that was a group I was in and it was good, but it isn't really working for me in quite the same way. So I think I'm going to leave. So this is that, this is that energy. Um, and Uranus is getting ready to station. He's not stationing. And when we look at the moons, um, let's get our moon calendar up here. The moon uh, Monday and uh, Sunday and Monday uh, is in Libra. It goes void at, five, at 4.31 Monday afternoon, goes into Scorpio at 7.30 Monday night, 7.22. The moon goes void with a nice aspect. Normally the last aspect is a square to Pluto. But this week, because of the sun at the last degrees of Leo, it's a sextile, sun sextile Leo sun. So it's a very productive new moon. Make sure to do your new moon rituals. Moon goes into Scorpio Monday. It's in Scorpio, Monday nights in Scorpio Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday goes void at 1.10 a.m. And with a sextile to Pluto, again, a good time to do your ritual if you haven't done it yet. It's void from 1.10 in the morning till 4.07 when it goes into Sag on Thursday morning. These are all East Coast times. So it's in Sagittarius Thursday, Friday. Saturday goes void at 7.56 a.m. and then goes into Capricorn at 9.05 Saturday morning. The 26th and the 27th, it's in Capricorn going void on Monday the uh, 28th at 7.49. Um, again, this is a bumpy week. Mars is super busy and he's causing a lot of trouble. Um, so whenever the malefics are happy, plus we have that finger of God up there with Neptune and um, Pluto getting aspected by the sun, the bouncy, bouncy days, <laughs> the difficult days, the emotionally challenging days are definitely uh, the 23rd Wednesday when Mercury stations and the sun enters Virgo. And then uh, at the end of the week, the Thursday, Friday, um, are big uh, when the moon's in Sag. And then Capricorn, the weekend is a little quiet, uh, but it is a Capricorn moon with some, some hard aspects. Sunday the 27th is basically nice, but that's also got Mars shifting into Libra, so we're out of all the Virgo, and Mars and Libra goes, well, okay, begin again, new cycle. So it's, it's a tough week, not horrible, but um, definitely... Uh, a little more challenging than you might like, especially for August. Come on, we're supposed to be on vacation and having a good time. All right, on to the politics section. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm going to put the politics at the end, so those of you who don't like them can hang up now. Um, and this is just quick little ones, not a lot this last I expect next week will be really busy. But this week, we had the indictment that came down on August uh, 14th, Monday night, around 9. And I do think Trump gets arrested and turns himself in on that Sag moon, which is the end of the week, because he has a Sagittarius moon. Um, which it seems to be what the reporting is. So, you know, we're back to Georgia, and we're back to the call, right? So I pulled the chart, because I do keep track of these things. 
So the call happened to Brad Raffensperger. This is the chart for the call. On January 2nd, a Saturday, around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Atlanta, Georgia. And he recorded it. This is the 11,780 votes. And this is a, by way of an example to show you the repetition that happens over and over again when you're doing mundane charts. So again, we see this little moon here at 27 Leo, right? That's Donald's ascendant. That's his Mars. It's trining the Mars here in the 12th. And he, you know, they'd been sued, and so he was reluctant to take the call, and the White House kept calling, and he said he didn't know it was recorded, but somebody obviously was recording it, and we see that with the Mars square Pluto there. See the Mars Pluto that the lawsuit had happened, Mars is in its rulership, but it's also trying to the moon in Leo. And of course, we have little Venus over here on that south node. Now that's where Donald's... Uh, moon south node is in Sagittarius and again we see Venus on Ras Agul, our, our little deviant star and a couple of you wrote and said gee I have Saturn on Ras Agul. what does that mean I said well do you have trouble do you work with deviants do you judge deviants what do you do you have some kind of Saturnian energy remember a fixed star just says to us this is the energy whenever you see this in the heavens pay attention to it so there you got we got Venus on Ras Agul. Venus is here in Sag. I just need you to find me these votes. So we see that energy, Gemini rising. You know, what, what's the story of it? How do we work with it? What's that energy about, right? And so there we see this lovely call for that January 2nd, 2021 at 3 o'clock in the afternoon in Atlanta. And we see the moon in Leo right on Donald's ascendant. He's a 27 Leo rising. And on his Mars, and it's moon trying the Mars in the sky in the 12th house. I want to have a little secret deal with you. Can you do this for me? Um, and, of course, the answer was no. I'm going to record it, release it, and forward we go. And we do see the midheaven is 15 Aquarius. So we've all heard that tape many times, or at least fragments of it. And that's that energy. Plus, Ras Agul is active. The indictment got handed down around 9 p.m. I kept looking for a time that there's, in New York, they date stamp and time stamp them, not in Georgia. So this is the um, indictment got handed down Monday around 9 p.m. So this is the chart I'm going to use for it. Fawny spoke later at 11.30 or so. I have that chart, but we're not going to look at that. That one had Rasagul in it when she spoke, when she brought out all the district attorneys that worked on the case. So it was her plus this... Uh, squad of DAs um, as opposed to Jack Smith the one guy talking and then leaving right and, and Fonny talked took some questions um, so at any rate this one makes me a little uncomfortable uh, Saturn on the Ascendant in Pisces right there on the Ascendant and to the point that they keep going it's a sprawling case it's a lot of people it's a bunch of indictments you know it's a you know we see um, a lot of 19s in there, right? 19, 19, 18, 19. Uh, you know, are they going to flip? Are they going to turn in? I always like to look for the numbers because a lot of times the number will be reflective. It's kind of almost a secondary way of validating that the chart's radical or radix for you, when you especially when you're doing a horary chart or an electional chart. It should tie into the person's chart somehow. And, of course, this one does tie into her uh, D.A. Willis's chart, but also with the Saturn on the Ascendant uh, in, you know, with Pisces rising, it does indicate that there's more to be revealed coming. Like, we're not done with this yet. And we also see Saturn ruling the midheaven and ruling the groups and ruling the stuff going on behind the scenes. And, of course, we did, it was at the very last bits of that who am I in partnership with Juno in Cancer talking to uh, Pluto in Capricorn. So that energy of, um, you know, who's on the team with me. And, of course, we'll be watching this, but this one does indicate with Saturn rising that the chart will have a little more bumpiness getting to... Um, it's not designed for speed in the same way that the Jack Smith chart 
his indictment was Virgo, 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 precise, concise, whatever. This is sprawling. This is Piscean. It's rather oceanic. You know, it's all over the place. And, you know, this is how astrology kind of shows you, okay, well, this is a sprawling thing with 100 pages and lots of people and lots of stories and lots of Piscean stuff. Um, but Saturn Angular, right there in the 12th, as it was released, I'm always a little bit like, all right, well, Saturn, we're going to watch Saturn. We're going to watch this one. It's going to be a little bumpy getting off and running because Neptune's in the first opposite the Mars. So we'll see how that one shakes out. And um, I'm, it's not designed for speed. It's designed for, you know, in sprawling. And, and I just want to say, you know, the Watergate hearing, there were 48 convictions in Watergate. They all happened after um, Nixon left and was pardoned, but there's an energy with, with a Saturn on the ascendant of accountability, and as I was saying the last couple of weeks, Saturn's been very quiet. He has not been making aspects to anybody, and now he's going to have the sun come opposite Saturn, so he'll be back in play again, and he is doing the backfloat in Pisces. He's dissolving things, and in, it's amorphous, and it's... Uh, and, of course, that's the whole idea of a RICO thing. The reason they did RICO prosecutions was all these people are doing crimes, but we want to get the guy at the top. So we have to show it's like an amorphous organization that's doing things. So it's, uh, so it's interesting. It, it's an interesting chart. Uh, I'm not loving it, but I'm also like, hey, you know, process, process. That's what we're in. And we are still having our Pluto return as a country. So we are having our Pluto return until um, next year after the elections. So we are in for a ride. Now, the other thing somebody wrote and asked me, uh, you know, I mentioned that the last time we were back in 94, 95, which is where Saturn is going to be this next couple years, was the O.J. Simpson case. And, of course, the O.J. Simpson case was televised. We all got to watch it. And most people had an opinion about it. And when the verdict came in, Half the country went, oh, half the country went, oh, you know, like we, we had definite different reactions. And I remember uh, looking and going, wow, how, how can they not, how can the black people not think he killed her and Ron Goldman? Again, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit the glove, you know, the whole thing. I mean, it was like it was the trial of the century. Everybody's paying attention. And so I asked my friends and they said, Ann, it's the first time, like, we, a cultural thing, we as a culture were able to get away with having someone who was very wealthy um, and beat the system, essentially. Get off. I'm like, okay, I get it. It was a cultural, uh, cultural charge point, cultural change point where we all went, oh, okay, yeah, Prove, and guilty until proven, in, you know, guilty beyond reasonable doubt. People had reasonable doubts. They voted him off. It was, it was kind of a crazy trial. But at the same time, it was, I remember watching Gil Garcia, the DA of uh, L.A., and they said, are you going to keep looking for, you know, going to keep looking for the killer? And he kind of looked at the press and he went, we know who killed him. <laughs> we're not. No, we're done. We're done here. We're next. We Next. Next. Right. Now, the interesting thing is this is going to clearly be the trial of this century. Maybe first time we've ever had anything like this happen in the history of the United States. So I'm kind of looking and I'm going, well, it is the Pluto return of the rich white guys that own the land and own the people, and maybe they go down. Maybe that's what this is. Maybe they get held accountable. Huh. That could be the aha, because there's a revert. it's a repeat, like the O.J. Simpson trial was, but it's a reversal. Or it's an affirmation. Oh, yeah, they always get away with it. Or, oh, yeah, you know, like it, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch the, um, what's the right word for it, the way people process this energy. And, of course, my astro I was taking astrology lessons at the time, and my astrology teacher, you know, John Marcusella was, hey, uh, you know, he, OJ, was born with a Mercury, a Mercury stationing. And so the trial was on a Mercury station, Mercury retrograde. It was the verdict came in on a Mercury retrograde. The second trial, which was a civil suit, where he was found owning owing money, that came verdict came in not on a Mercury retrograde. But when he got arrested for stealing his own stuff, 
in um, Las Vegas, that was a Mercury retrograde. And so, so it's an interesting story because Donald has a Venus Saturn in Cancer and opposite the Pluto. So he is us looking at what our systems feel about accountability for behavior and are we going to hold our leaders accountable for bad behavior or not and, and how and what does that look like. So I'm kind of looking for, I mean, I'm not looking forward to it in the sense of, um, you know, I, I, <laughs> if, if I never hear his name mentioned again, I'll be totally fine. But I'm looking forward to it in the sense of, you know, what we as a collective go through as part of our journey, you know, in this, our second return of our first American revolution, where we said we're not going to be ruled by a king who's a despot. You know, we're leaving King George. Now we're going to go off to, um, you know, be a democracy. And now we have, you know, a lot of corruption and a lot of government, corp, you know, cor what do they call it, corporatocracy, where the government is, you know, the Supreme Court being owned by the billionaires. And we're looking and we're seeing all this rot. Because that's what Pluto transits show you, is they show you where the rot is and where we have to say, well, you know, what, everything's a little bit broken. My friend keeps saying this to me. I'm like, oh, you know, but it is, it's a little bit broken. But what is our vision for what we want to do next? And that's the part we want to hold true, where we go, okay, you know, we have a vision. What is our vision? And what does that look like? And I think with all of this distraction, it's always helpful to remember they distract you when they're picking your pockets. You know, so pickpockets do. They distract you and then they take your money. You know, the one guy distracts you and the other guy takes the wallet. So we want to be paying attention to the distractions that we're working with because this chart has Saturn on the Ascendant. And it says, yeah, focus on the goal. Don't pay attention to the distractions. It's, it's a forward motion energy. So it's an interesting chart. Um, I'm going to be watching it as the different, you know, uh, chapters unfold. It does have Jupiter on the world point. It does have, you know, a lot of 19s in there. You can see 19, 18, 22, 19, a lot of 19s. There were 19 co-defendants. Uh, so we'll see what happens. And on that note, that's it for the week. Sign up for Patreon, uh, six, to eight, six to ten minutes and a little song, usually. Uh, a list of timed aspects set to you from Patreon. And off we go. Have a great week and a wonderful um, end of summer. Bye.